this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottage core life. Today, it's a little cold here in Michigan, but that hasn't stopped my husband from going fishing. Yes, he really loves fishing that much. He's looking for walleye because it's cold, and this is the time of year that they are running. So, I decided. What better way to help him out when he gets home than, th than to have a nice, hot, steaming bowl of delicious, nourishing soup for him. So take out your big book of stuff and turn to the cooking section. Preferably dog ear an area for leftovers, although I don't recommend dog earing books really. But just this once you can put a bookmark in. And we're going to use the leftover stock from and soup, if you made turkey soup, from the Christmas turkey or Thanksgiving turkey that you have in your freezer because today we're going to make hungry fisherman's soup. But there's no fish in it. <laughs> so let's get started. I started with the leftover turkey and what I did, I made turkey for Christmas or Yule or Hog's Watch and we had a little bit left but you can only keep turkey for so many days. In order to preserve the most value from my meal, I decided to make a stock and a soup. So one part was only the bones and whatever meat was left on the carcass. The other one also had bones and whatever was left on the carcass, as well as a few more vegetables like onions or onion skins and carrots and celery and whatnot. The herbs from the flesh itself and the skin from the turkey roasting, although they do give it a flavor, you still need to season it afterward. So at that point, you have to make a decision as to whether or not you'll add spices now or wait till when you're cooking. I chose not to really season it. I wanted a good base, but I didn't want to give it a pre-done flavor. I did add a bit of salt and a tiny dash of pepper, but that was about it. And uh, some garlic, and that was about it. So that's one thing you can do and after you cook it for the first couple of hours you heard me couple of hours any meat that's left will break down the gelatin will extract from the bones and you will have a rich broth or a rich stock I wasn't taught to call it bone broth I mean that's just ridiculous to me I was always taught that it's soup stock but I you know I I'm not supposed to judge so if that's what you want to call it, you can. And I understand that stock also has other things in it, but this is what we were taught. They were soup bones, and this is soup. Basically a base for it. Now what you're going to do is, once you've done all that, and I'm not going to take you through the process of it, you wound up with this lovely uh, inventory of stock and, and soup. So what I used tonight, I used a really large plastic container 
of that particular stock. I used the one with the vegetables that had been cooked in it. And I used it as a base with two large containers of water for my soup for him. And it does have turkey in it. I made sure to put a little few pieces of turkey in there because I do I like the richness. And I thought out some chicken thighs. So I put in a couple of chicken thighs uh, after I chopped them rather rather uh, rather small. In addition to this, I added some vegetables. Now for me, adding vegetables is kind of like automatic when I'm going to make something that's rich and nourishing in the winter time. I would have liked to add a turnip to this, but my turnip got away from me. It actually began to wither on the shelf because I did forget it was there. So by the time I got to it, it was very, very shriveled. Instead of being a nice, strapping, firm turnip, it was a withered old man of a thing. Which, there's nothing wrong with withered old men, but it was a little bit too withered for me to use it for soup. So I threw it into the yard against the vents, into the pile where there's all sorts of vegetables my husband doesn't know about that are making either a lovely compost or a surprise garden. We'll see what happens. Now, so that you know what kind of vegetables I did add to the soup, the potato I used was a Yukon Gold. I did not use a regular white potato. It's going to give it a different flavor. It's a little bit more creamy. You'll like it if you make the soup. And the pieces should not be diced. They shouldn't be small pieces. So they should be about as large enough to be able to lift and fill up two-thirds of the soup spoon or a tablespoon, depending on what you're using. Why? Because you want each bite to be rather filling. You don't want this to just kind of be lost in the broth, even though you're cooking it down. The other vegetable I used uh, was actually carrots. I used two very large carrots, diced them up. I didn't make them squares. I didn't make them medallions. I like to make those angular cuts because we eat with our eyes as well as with our mouths. So having interesting shapes and textures just kind of adds to the fun. Another thing I added to this particular soup were cherry tomatoes and yellow pear tomatoes. That's right, yellow pear tomatoes into this mix. Why? Because they taste really good. And believe it or not, adding pears and, and pear-shaped tomatoes and, pota and potatoes won't hurt you. It actually gives the, the soup a little bit of character and informs the flavor with that little tiny bit of tomato taste without it being overpowering as if you put in a can of diced tomatoes or a tomato uh, sauce. You don't want to do that. You want the soup to be relatively more clear than anything else. I also put in a little bit of ham uh, bouillon or flavoring, but it's artificial because I don't eat pork, but my family will appreciate it because they do like a little bit of extra flavor notes to it. I know some people probably would have expected me to put in chicken bouillon, but that's not always necessary. Everything does not have to revolve around chicken and beef. So 
this gave it just a little bit more of a bloom of taste and I can't explain it but it does taste really good now we also added herbs so let's get into that so even though it's winter time and there's snow a little bit on the ground it's not deep snow so I was able to go outside and grab some wilted onion stalks, the wild onion. I grabbed a few leaves for my sage plant. I also was able to get some rosemary from my garden, as well as some winter savory. All of these I put together in a bundle and some bay leaves, and I put them inside of my tea bags because I have a bag of tea bags here that I use for cooking or making herbal baths and you just put it in and fold it over inside out and it seals on its own and those I threw in as extra flavoring I also put in a little Cajun blend that I have here for kitchen pepper and some more garlic salt and some garlic to really bring those flavors out it, it, it's just a really good taste do not oversalt your food, that's one thing. People can always add salt, but you can't take it back out. So you want to be careful on that and not make anyone salty. That was a mom joke. Yeah, snuck it right by ya. Stop groaning, it wasn't that bad. Come on, it's the holiday. So I'm letting this simmer, I've been letting it simmer for about two hours and I'm probably going to let it simmer just a little bit longer. The chicken thigh meat is falling apart but it's still not in strands or anything, you know, and it's really good. It smells good. I've taken a taste with a tester spoon. It tastes good and it's going to be very nourishing. It has just enough fat in it to give it some richness and that's from uh, being part of that boil down of the turkey carcass and there's a little bit of turkey meat in there too to give it some character I did not put butter in here some people do put butter in their soups I didn't do it for this one so no cookie if you thought that I was gonna say butter this time also I'm serving it with a side salad and some fried chicken because why not I want to make sure he's well and full and the addition of the fresh tomatoes was also to make sure he had enough citric acid and vitamins of other types in him. Oftentimes when we cook, it's good for us to remember that food is medicine in a way so that when we're planning our meals, we can kind of help people during change of seasons or when it gets really cold. it that's our hungry fisherman soup with no fish so I hope you enjoyed this recipe this evening I'm enjoying tasting it and I think my husband will definitely enjoy eating it as will my daughter she she enjoys a good soup especially with tomatoes if you notice that the only onion that we added was a little bit inside the flavoring bag and that was the tops of the wild greens the wild green onions 
which would technically be an onionscape. So there were no allium bulb, allium bulbs, bulbs in here, other than the garlic. So try, you know, vary your your menu a bit, and you get different flavorings, and that's always fun. If I had been able to get ramps this year, or ramsens, or bear garlic, I would have been able to add uh, the dried ramp powder into it, but I was not able to. So I'm hoping to next year. I may even uh, buy some from Prairie Moon Nursery and see if I can make my own little uh, garden box full of ramps. We'll see. It takes them a really long time to spread, so that's a a, a year, a few years of investing time there. But we'll see what happens. And I want to thank you for joining me uh, this evening, talking about making fisherman soup with no fish. I love sharing these weird little things with my friends, and we're friends, right? So until next time, I look forward to seeing you here on my Magical Cottage Core Life. And keep an eye out, because there's some more books coming out soon, so hopefully we'll be able to enjoy them together. 